0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to the channel it is 5 27 a.m east coast time it is a brand new week it is monday october 28th but technically still in the nfl we're in week eight we're going to close out the week with me breaking down this showdown slate between riveting showdown slate might i add on monday night football three hundred thousand dollars to first sarcasm might i add it is the miami dolphins versus the pittsburgh steelers Steelers coming out of bye getting healthier, mainly at their running backs, probably getting healthier, as well as some other positions. Really, they're getting a wide receiver back, some of their defensive players who've been battling injuries since really the beginning of the season. Guys like uh, TJ Watt are getting healthier as well. The bye week came at a good time for them. Jalen Samuel is going to be questionable for this game, but he did practice in full uh, this week. He leans more so towards probable. James Washington should be back, and now James Connor should be back. But before we get into the rest of this video, welcome to the channel if you're new here. My name is Salvetri. I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the nfl nba wnba in the mlb streets right here we have some nfl i'll have an nba video out today we've had an nba video out every day Seems to be getting some good positive feedback, so I will continue to do those. Before we get going in this, if you could hit the subscribe button, it helps me out a ton. If you're listening on the audio version, how's it going? How are those ears doing? I hope that you can get some value from this. And if you do, if you could please go ahead and hit whatever platform you're on, you can rate it, um, follow it. And if there is an availability to leave a review, that really does help me. It kind of boosts it up the rankings a little bit. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. If you do leave a review, you will be entered into a contest for a free fantasy draft ticket. The people who won last week uh, there was three winners, and I could uh, should probably be announcing those right now. But there are three winners, and the money has already been credited into your account. I'll be sure on the next video, uh, the Tuesday Breakdown, to announce the exact winners' names and uh, give you a little read on air. Uh, down below in the description, you'll find my social medias. You can check me out over there, at DFS on um, Twitter, and then Salvetri on Instagram and Facebook. And then also, you can find my exclusive content on Patreon um, down below where I put up my NBA model and I have a lot of other information about 25 hours a week into NFL that starts today and there's already stuff up there from last week recapping it snap counts targets touches all that stuff will be going up today as well as some Monday Night Football tiers for this that is all my plugs they're out of the way appreciate it if you could hit the subscribe button rate and review on the audio version really does help me Uh, let's get into this so it's a really weird slate because look there's some really odd pricing it's obviously Miami so we know that they're not the greatest of defenses and if Xavier Howard who is questionable coming into this one for the Miami defense does not suit up there's really nothing on this defense that's stopping even Mason Rudolph, right? We are already up. The alarm can go off. So starting with some of the yeses, um, Devante Parker at the top of this and then Preston Williams. Now, look, I like Preston Williams more for $1,000 less. He's the, Both of these receivers are playing the, pro, um, the wide majority of their snaps on the outside and they're playing the total snaps in the two highest wide receivers right now for Miami in terms of snap counts with Ryan Fitzpatrick continuing to start his favorite target has been Devante Parker and Devante Parker is the guy that you hear leading in all these air yards but Preston Williams is also getting air yards and he's leaving a lot of air yards on the table so for a thousand dollars less I slightly prefer Preston Williams looking at the money savings who I think is just as superior as a receiver, as a rookie so far this season, if not the best receiver on this team, ahead of Devontae Parker. Um, I think Devontae Parker is also talented. I just prefer Preston Williams here. Uh, so, Preston, and look, you can get the both of them. They're going to be trailing in this game. What are they? A 14 point underdog in this game. So, it seems like the script is going to be pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball. Preston Williams stands out as a guy who lines up 62% of the time on the left side of the field. And then you get Artie Burns who lines up 77% of the time on the left side of the field. Um, so you're going to get here probably a matchup with Artie Burns. Burns has been pretty average so far this season. I give the slight advantage to Preston Williams and so does PFF. Preston Williams is running 33.2 routes per game so far this year. So I like him at 6,200. I should also mention that Kenny and Drake didn't travel with Miami. So this game is in Pittsburgh on Monday night, so it's getting colder there as well at the end of October. But Kenny and Drake did not travel. There's really a good chance by the time you're seeing this on Monday, a potential they just wait until Tuesday. Once the team plays, there's probably a better chance um, that Kenny and Drake will be traded. Not really sure where. Uh, if I had to guess, maybe Detroit dealing with Karrion Johnson on IR and they just rolled out four running backs the other day. Maybe Detroit. Tampa Bay is the only other team that makes some sense, um, but they're not a team that really wants to focus on the run, so it might not be a priority as much as Detroit. Uh, so keep an eye on what that status is, but he's not with the team, so the primary running back is going to be Mark Walton. Kalen Balaj, who has been sort of a goal line back as of late, will be the guy after that. And then I'm very interested to see, and I kind of expect them to make Miles Gaskin. Um, I expect them to make him active for this game, and if that's the case, you might see Mark Walton, who already led this team in touches, 14 on the ground last week, and snaps way more than Kenyon Drake saw or Kalen Balaj, um, almost double. Where you see, or you see Mark Walton take control, yeah, maybe he gets 60, 65 percent of the snaps, but if Mark or Miles Gaskin is active here, there's a really good chance you see Miles Gaskin cutting into that workload somewhat. Um, Obviously, you want Gaskin to be out if you're somebody who wants to play Mark Walton today, and I think you should want to play Mark Walton today uh, just because of the price point and because of his uh, involvement in the passing game, and there's really not that many options in this 6K range outside of, yeah, the Preston Williams and the Mark Walton that we just talked about. So Preston Williams I have interest in. Mark Walton I also have interest in. Um, Walton led the team in snaps last week, like I said, and touches by a wide margin with 14 Check the inactives. If you see a guy named Miles Gaskin active, that means they will have three running backs active, which they've had three running backs active this entire season. Uh, Kalen Balaj should see a little bit of a bump, but Bellage for the most part, over the last two weeks, um, about 80% of his carries have been within the five yard line, which obviously hurts Mark Walton's upside if Bellage is going to remain as a goal line back and helps Kalen Balaj, who in this situation is very cheap at 1600 um, But if you get four carries out of Kalen Balage here in this game, As a huge underdog, they're all most likely going to be for anywhere from one to three yards tops. And yes, they have touchdown upside attached to them, um, but at $1,600, even if he rushes for 10 yards and a touchdown that seven points might not be needed at 1600 because obviously kickers can outscore that and surely they're more expensive but at the end of the day it's how many total points can you score and not how much point per dollar do you get out of your flyer play so I think that Kalen Balazs is interesting I currently have him as a no but it's at least worth mentioning that if Miles Gaskin is not active I think Kalen Balazs is a little bit better of a play I'm currently going to expect Gaskin to be active so if that's the case you bump him up to or you continue to bump um, Bellage to a no. I really wouldn't want Gaskin at that point either. I think it's a flyer that maybe you can take a chance on. Um, he might be, he is pretty much no money and he might be active and see 20, 25% of the snaps now that there's no Kenyon Drake. If he's inactive, I really like Mark Walton and I think Kalen Bellage can get a bump from a no to a maybe, but even then I'm not gonna have too much interest. Uh, Devontae Parker, he's top 10 in air yards. He's Fitz, Fitz, Fitzpatrick's favorite guy. He's likely to face Joe Hayden, which Joe Hayden has not been a shutdown corner this year. So I'm not too worried about that. Joe Hayden, honestly, in this matchup for Devontae Parker, it's probably a neutral matchup in terms of Parker's ability to get open and Joe Hayden's ability at this point in his career to cover. Um, Hayden's been pretty average so far this year. Devontae Parker's been pretty average so far this year. Um, So, yeah, the first three guys that are yeses for me are indeed Miami Dolphins. Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, and Mark Walton. If I had to rank that, if you told me that there's going to be no Miles Gaskin and the only active running backs um, and halfbacks and not fullbacks are going to be Kalen and Mark Walton, I think I would rank this one, one Preston Williams, two Mark Walton, three Devonte Parker for my interest in Miami players right now. Next up is James Washington. James Washington is set to return. Look, he's $3,800 for some reason. I get it. Deontay Johnson has been good in his place. But James Washington, the former teammate and roommate of Mason Rudolph, right, when they were in college at Oklahoma State, James Washington was the wide receiver two until he got injured. He played 92% of the snaps week three. He played 76% of the snaps week four. He's likely to jump right back into at least a wide receiver three role, if not right back into the wide receiver two role. He practiced all week. He's completely fine, he's going to be healthy. Uh, what this is going to do, inversely, is make Ryan Switzer, a guy who's been playing primarily special teams, but he saw six offensive snaps last week get phased out of the offense, what this is going to do is make the guy who was playing wide receiver four last week, and Dante Mountcrief, 23% of the snaps as wide receiver four, uh, likely see no role, because now he'll get bumped down to wide receiver five, and Johnny Holton, who was playing wide receiver three last week, or not last week, but two weeks ago when they had their game, likely gets just bumped down to a wide receiver four role, which in this offense is not that much, especially when you factor in that they're 14-point favorites, so passing does not seem like it's going to be the biggest priorities, and then you also factor in that Mason Rudolph has been the quarterback, and again, not going to be one of the biggest priorities here in this game against a Miami team that is not the worst at stopping the run. Like, they are ranked 13th, which is clearly not good. It's bottom half of the league, but not as bad as people think. They've just faced so many rushing attempts that when people are just going to run on you way more times because they're ahead on you, yeah, it's going to add up and make your defense seem a lot worse against the run. It obviously makes the defense tired after that. Um, but if you just look at neutral situations, they're around a the middle-of-the-pack team against the run as opposed to a bottom half of the league, or, or really, not bottom half, they are, but like bottom third of the league team. So James Washington at 3,800, I think is a very good play. The obvious concern is that Mason Rudolph can realistically throw 20 times in this game. Uh, We saw just this past week in Russell Wilson, we saw a couple quarterbacks only throw 20 times uh, in their games because they had a commanding lead, and Mason Rudolph um, is the type of player that probably will do that, and that makes not one but two viable running backs for this Pittsburgh team. The first one is a guy that I have interest in. Even at $13,400, this is a crazy price point. I'm probably going to have to kind of play through lineup construction, but I think there's enough value and enough pieces that make sense that $13,400 James Washington as a 14.5 home favorite, third most fantasy points allowed per game to the running back position. Miami is allowing 32.2. Uh, top four in rushing yards allowed even with a bye week. Miami has already had their bye week, and they're still allowing top four rushing yards in the league when almost half the teams have not been on bye yet. Uh, so James Conner, he's 13400 It's a really steep price point. It's honestly a scary price point. Um, but when you kind of think about all the ways that this game goes, even if Mason Rudolph throws a passing touchdown tonight, like I don't think Mason Rudolph at $10,800 is needed. If he throws it to James Washington, sure, he's needed. You can get to him. If he throws it to Juju, Juju probably has to do more than like a 10 point or 12 point performance to be needed at 10600 So I'm not even sure a passing touchdown to Juju if Juju only has, say, 30 yards and a touchdown is going to be needed in this one. Um, so I think that James Conner, has just pure volume will be needed. I think that you can rely on James Conner to touch the ball on the ground at least 16 times in this game, even with Jalen Samuels questionable into this game, but likely do back. At least 16 times on the ground, um, at least pick up three receptions here. So if I can project... James Washington against a Miami team that, like I said, third most fantasy points allowed, 32.2 to the running back position. If I can project him right around 20 touches as a 14.5-point home favorite, I like that. Now, again, I get it. The price point is very eye-popping. It's scary. We just saw Dalvin Cook, though, at 13000 and definitely a totally different running back. But when you're just factoring in the price point and kind of the way game theory of showdown slates, $13,400 price point um, on James Conner, 13000 price tag on Dalvin Cook. If these games go out the same way that they did for that um, Vikings game, and there's just no other scoring anywhere else, and then kickers have to get involved, of course, then yeah, I like James Conner. And again, I'm somebody who says, fade these high expensive players, but usually it's when it's a quarterback or when it's a wide receiver that I don't think can get there. When it's a running back in a spot like this, I'm willing to take those chances. Do I think he needs to be a lock in this situation? No. If James Conner was 10,400, I think he would be a lock. 13,400, I don't think so. You have to find the proper value. You probably have to get to a kicker. You probably have to try and play a James Washington or somebody in that 3K range that's alongside a kicker. So that makes it work a little bit better. Um, in the captain spot, I don't think I get there with James Conner. I think it's a little bit too much to want to get there with James Conner. Um, but it can potentially be needed, of course. i probably go elsewhere. So those are my five yeses. It's Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Mark Walton, James Washington, and James Conner. If you're listening on the audio version and you can't see all my notes and a sheet and everything, if you want that and you're listening on the audio version or if you're watching on YouTube, I will screenshot this and put this up on Patreon as well as my cash game tiers later today. Also later today, be sure to check out the Pat Mayo Experience at 1 p.m. East Coast time live on the DraftKings YouTube channel. And if you miss it live, then you can check the replay on the DraftKings YouTube channel or you can check the archived version on the Pat Mayo Experience podcast on all podcast platforms i'll be making an appearance there uh, for the fourth time in a row so it's pretty fun i like it so check it out if you want to show some support ryan fitzpatrick is my first maybe i think i have about six or seven guys in maybes ryan fitzpatrick look it's not a good spot for him but if we kind of follow the trend that 85 percent of the time a quarterback is needed in your winning lineup well then yeah we don't need one 15 of the time and i think we're just coming off of a slate with minnesota that you didn't need one if i recall correctly i think you needed like both the kickers digs in there cook in there i think something along those lines um but With that being said, yeah, you don't need one, but if you were to pick one, I would much rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick at 8,400 in a game where he's just going to have to be throwing nonstop. Obviously, he's a a suspect to throw interceptions and take sacks and look like a donkey out there and potentially get pulled and have Josh Rosen come into this game. So that's the risk that you're enduring when you roster Ryan Fitzpatrick. Or he can somehow go to Fitzmagic mode and he can have... 250 yards and a couple of scores and add like 30 or 40 rushing yards on the ground um so obviously i think that this is the riskier play or a risky play but i'd much rather have that over ten thousand eight hundred dollar mason rudolph even if this wasn't a 14 and a half point spread i still wouldn't want mason rudolph even if this was a neutral spread for miami versus pittsburgh i wouldn't want to pay ten thousand eight hundred dollars for mason rudolph here uh and now when you factor in that i don't even know if he throws the ball more than 24 times in this game to be completely honest with you it's not a spot that i want to pay that much money for he's wildly overpriced if you're going to pick a quarterback i would go to ryan fitzpatrick i however do not think and believe you need a quarterback on this slate. ryan fitzpatrick is about to face the number one pressure rate defense in the league in pittsburgh yes they're number one according to pro football focus right now uh, through seven weeks of the season we're obviously not going to count this past week because i haven't played yet uh, 25th in yards allowed to the quarterback position so not allowing much there at all uh, the main interest comes from the clear passing script and the likely softer zones that ryan fitzpatrick if indeed he's in the game in the second half we'll see and at the end of the day opportunity over efficiency. So if you do say that Josh Rosen does not come into this game, you probably see Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing the ball 40 times and maybe a third to half of those attempts are into softer zones if his team is down by two touchdowns come the third or fourth quarter. Juju Smith-Schuster is a maybe for me. Look, if you don't get to James Conner, I think getting to Juju is fine. Juju is going to have an awful matchup or will face an awful slot wide receiver against Jamal Wills in the slot. Jamal Wills has been very bad um, through five games so far this year, missed a game due to injury. Um, 10 receptions allowed for 164 yards and three touchdowns on just 17 targets. He's had 95 coverage snaps in the slot. They've kind of rotated their slot cornerback. It's a tough tough price to pay for Juju because like I mentioned earlier, even if Juju has like four catches, 30 yards and a touchdown, those 13 fantasy points at 10,600 might not be needed. Um, But for this matchup i do like juju i'm very tempted to make juju a yes and honestly not prioritize him over james Conner. but you're saving almost three thousand dollars to get to juju who surely has mason rudolph again throwing him the ball might only see 24 um pass attempts but if mason rudolph throws the ball 24 times i think more times than not yes he's going to throw a lot to the running backs but you probably get six to eight targets you you feel comfortable projecting for juju and that might be enough against a guy like jamal wilts again 10 receptions on 17 targets allowed for wilts this season um for a grand total of 164 yards and three touchdowns allowed. Uh, so 10-6 for Juju. He's currently an X for me, which means I have some interest but not a priority type of guy to fit into my lineups. Um, if you are not playing James Conner, I think that Juju becomes your next obvious priority for a high, expensive guy to fit into your lineups. Jalen Samuels, he is right now a maybe for me. Look, he's also questionable. He practiced in full this week. He's going to get to play Miami's number one. Or number thirty-first, the second-first, uh, second-first, well, second-worst overall defense in the league right now. Look, and backup running backs have had success against Miami. We've seen multiple backup running backs have success against Miami. Remember Tony Pollard's pretty much in the fourth quarter alone goes for 100 yards and a touchdown against Miami's um, defense. You can have all of those guys that had goal line carries week one from Baltimore against them when Mark Ingram gets pulled after three quarters, and then some other guys like Gus Edwards get more goal line work, touchdowns. Justice Hill, the rookie that week as well guys have had a lot of success. Um, So with that being said, this is a spot where Jalen Samuels at 4,400 is indeed in play to me. I expect him to play. He's going to be a guy who, if he does play, he's going to be on the field for probably 20% of the snaps at least. We've seen James Conner, even with Samuels in a couple weeks back, take on a much bigger role in this offense. But there's a chance, especially if they're leading big in this game, they just give James Conner 70% of the load and he can still get there at 13,400. But That helps Jalen Samuels even more. If I had to project it, I would project somewhere around eight carries for Jalen Samuels in this game, and I would project it somewhere around two receptions. So if you're going to have 10 touches at 4,400 against a bottom two overall defense in the league, and that's just a median with the obvious upside that if James Conner just doesn't see as many snaps as I'm projecting him to or this game blows out extremely, uh, that Jalen Samuels can have a bigger role. I do think he'll be on the field about almost a third of this game, somewhere around there. He'll, he will also be on the field at the same time as James Conner at times. Um, the next options are some kickers. So you have Chris Boswell, $4,000 for Pittsburgh. You have Jason Sanders, $3,200 for Miami. Kicking in Pittsburgh is not great, especially if you don't have experience there. So Chris Boswell, even though you have to pay $800 more, I do prefer him, especially once it starts to get cold. Now, it's not um, December cold, November cold, but it's about to be, right? It's the, end of November, or it's the end of October, not a couple of days left or only a couple of days left. Chris Boswell, I do think is viable tonight. I also think Jason Sanders is viable. Look, he's $3,200, and more times than not, you can project one of these kickers out for six to seven fantasy points, and six to seven fantasy points on this type of a slate, there's some guys down here who can top that at cheaper price points, and we're about to talk about one to two of them, but for the most part, more times than not, they probably don't. So um, it's just a spot where I think both kickers are definitely in play as a guy who really doesn't like to play kickers all that often. If I played a lot of lineups tonight, and if I do, I'm not sure yet, I will have a lot of kicker exposure Mike Gusecki at 3600 so this is interesting he's lining up 69 percent of the time in the slot pre-snap so before the ball is snapped he's lining up in the slot sometimes he gets motioned out whatever but he's primarily a passing catch end or passing tight end and this is a really good spot for him he's played right around 50 percent of the snaps overall this season Um, he runs about 24.7 routes per week and he's cheap enough is what I put here Look, he's priced $400 more than Jason Sanders, the Miami kicker, $400 less than Chris Baldwell. He's a guy who's sandwiched in between kickers with clearly a higher ceiling than these kickers. And you could be the one who's yelling out, no, they can make three field goals, 250 yarders, and have 20 points like Matt Prater. Yeah, they can. So I guess that's Matt Prater's ceiling. These kickers... I think their ceilings probably more times than not somewhere around 15 um, for Boswell and probably somewhere around 12 for Sanders. When I think Mike Gusecki ceiling is somewhere around five catches for 60 yards and a touchdown, Five catches for 60 yards and a touchdown is higher um, than the, the 12 and 15 points. I just said, and his ceiling might even be higher than that. Cause he has two touchdown upside. In my opinion, if he's on the field in the red zone, as much as I'm seeing. So, $3,600 Mike Gusecki I think is interesting, um, and it is interesting because, again, if you project these Miami quarterbacks, and I say quarterbacks because Rosen couldn't come into this game for Fitzpatrick, who knows, uh, to throw the ball 40-plus times, I would expect somewhere around five to six targets for Mike Gusecki as a median. Um, and If he does convert those four to five times, it's a good spot for a $3,600 tight end. I like him in that range, and I like James Washington if you're talking about skill position players. Alan Hearns is $200, and I think this is interesting. So Alan Hearns has actually been running, and believe it or not, as the wide receiver three on this team out of the slot. Yes, a lengthy receiver out of the slot. Albert Wilson has not been the primary slot receiver the last two weeks since getting healthy. It's been Alan Hearns who has been out snapping him 34 to 23 slots snaps ran over the past two weeks. Now, this is the toughest matchup for anybody on Miami to face Mike Hilton in the slot. Mike Hilton has been the best Steelers cornerback, and he's been in the slot 98% of the time. So he will get Alan Hearns, and he will get Albert Wilson when they're both on the field. Now, Jakeem Grant, is he came in questionable until the last game. Jakeem Grant's another really good slot wide receiver who only played 10% of the snaps in his first game back last week, seven total snaps uh, coming off of the injury. It's just a really messy spot. And if they go four wide, it obviously helps, but I don't think they do as much. It's just a really messy spot because you have a couple really quality slot wide receivers. Like, Jakeem Grant would be a fantastic slot wide receiver on most teams in this league. He'd be an absolute world beater probably on a team like the Patriots. But they just don't need him. Um, And for the most part, Miami doesn't need him either. Albert Wilson has been absolutely fantastic. Albert Wilson this year, on very limited snaps, he's played so far... Um, this season, he's played 32 total snaps and seen 12 targets. Like this guy gets open and he only saw 32 routes run to start the year because he got injured week one. And then he missed like three weeks after that. He ran just 11 routes last week. Uh, so it's a, it's a tough spot to really want to get to Albert Wilson. I love the guy. He's $2,000 though. And DraftKings is pricing him as if he's the wide receiver three on this team when, actual, when in actuality they messed up. and Alan Hearns is actually the wide receiver three who's played 11 more slot snaps over Albert Wilson um, over the past two weeks. Uh, so it's a spot where it's clearly a risk. Alan Hearns has been pretty much seeing like 16 snaps out of the slot last week. So or 16 routes run. So you're not getting a ton of routes here more times than not. You see like two to three targets and that's so, so thin, which you're banking on is one of those to end up in a touchdown. Like we saw David Moore a couple weeks ago for Seattle and he's $200. So if he has an eight to 10 point game for you, catches two balls for like 40 yards in a touchdown, that's obviously beneficial or two yards, two balls for 20 yards in a touchdown. You're seeing 10 points, and at $200, that's clearly a smash play. So Alan Hearns, I will put this out there, mainly because it's just a huge pricing discrepancy. He should be priced how Albert Wilson is, in my opinion, and Albert Wilson, if anything, should be priced at 200 Albert Wilson is the clear electric player. That's why DraftKings probably hasn't priced there with every algorithm they're using. But as of late, Albert Wilson has been running behind Alan Hearns out of the slot. Uh, and that's about it. Steelers defense, they're fine if you really want to get there. They're $8,000, and I prefer going elsewhere, but I think they are in a fantastic spot here, without a doubt. I could probably make them a maybe on this slate instead of a no. I'll just make them a maybe right now um, because there's a lack of quality overall options, I would say. But if they're $8,000, I would much rather get the Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, uh, Mark Walton. Those guys who are all cheaper and some cheaper by $2,000 in Mark Walton, $1,800 Preston Williams than a defense today. So I think that's why I made them a no because there's clearly three other position players. I'm going to put them back to being a no that I like more. Deontay Johnson at 7800 I just don't have interest. He's going to likely shift back, if not this week fully, then definitely in the future, but probably start to shift back to the wide receiver three in this role, in this offense, which is a fine role still, but it's a guy who's priced at 7800 when James Washington is priced at 3800 and there's a chance in this game that James Washington plays equal to greater snaps than Deontay Johnson in a spot where we've mentioned it a couple of times. Mason Rudolph might only throw the ball 24 times, and that hurts all of them, so I'd rather pay for the guy who's $4,000 less in a similar role. Vance McDonald, 6400 He's ran 36 routes the last two weeks, so he's slowly increasing his routes run and his health is getting back up to normal. He'll likely see Bobby McCain Um, safety for Miami and a lot of his coverages, which is pretty much a neutral matchup. I'm going to pass at this price point of 6,400. I'd rather just prefer Mike Gusecki, who is probably going to project out for equal to greater targets for almost $3,000 less. Uh, And that's pretty much it. Kalen Elijah, we talked about Nick Vannett. only ran 15 total routes the last two weeks with McDonald healthier. Uh, Nick Vannett has just kind of presumed his role as the primary run blocking tight end as he always has been on this team, but kind of had to run a little bit more routes when McDonald was out and they acquired him from Seattle. Uh, and that's really it. Nothing else. Ryan Switzer, you can now play at $400. He played six total snaps last week, and now James Washington is back. He's going to go right back to being only a special teams player. Same stuff for Dante Moncrief. He's going to go back to being a wide receiver four or wide receiver five in this offense. Johnny Holton, wide receiver four, no real interest there. So that's it. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to this podcast version, as well as the video on YouTube. So I appreciate it. if you hit the subscribe button on YouTube. It really does help me out. Check out my exclusive content link down below. And then also follow me on my social medias. Salvetri DFS on Twitter, Salvetri on Instagram. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna start putting a lot more content related to what I create here at DFS on Instagram. I'm gonna have some things hashed out for that in the coming weeks. And then my Facebook page, Salvetri. So you can check all that stuff out. Uh, and then if you're listening on the audio version, if you leave a rate and review. And if you're listening on the video version, you could do this as well on one of the audio version platforms, not on the comment section of this video. Audio version platforms linked down below. Rate and review whichever. A platform you listen on, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, you can leave a review, wherever it might be, um, to be entered into a chance to win a fantasy draft ticket for this upcoming new week, week nine of the NFL's main event. So thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate it. Check out the NBA video that is also up today. My name's Sal. You already know that. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.